thing always like tripped me up. Yeah. Like I, I view them as, you know, just that, you know, I'm not a talk show host, you know, I'm not, this is not like a high production value and it's just, it's just a conversation, you know, and we don't need to bring you out beside a curtain and all this music and stuff. And that's kind of cool. I'm not knocking it by any means, but it's cool though, you know, but anyway, but thanks for being here, Nick. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'd say that, but you know, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, your background, you know, how you got off your, you started, got the nine to five going. Like, did you, I guess my first question is, is that, did you already, or from a young age, know that you had that entrepreneurship skill trait, whatever in you, or is this something that just you went through life and you're like, nah, I want to get off the rat race here and start my own thing. Yeah. It's actually, I did not know this was going to be the route I wanted to go. Yeah. I, I was very typical in the sense that I, I knew that I needed to get the good grades, get into college find that career, land that big job that you can ride off until graduation. And that's basically how I had it set in my mind. Sure. And it, when I, when I finally got to that point when I'm like, okay, this should be it. I'm in my career. It just didn't feel right. So then it was like, okay, well, what do I do now? Like, how is this just it? I'm going to do this for the next 30, 40 years. And I have to be okay with that. Like, I'm not cool with that. Well, I understand that, bro. I mean, uh, what was your, I mean, what was your career? What would you, what do you, what did you think you were going to be or wanted to be at the time? Did you have a dream job or? Honestly, I, I had no clue when I, when I got into like going through high school, I enjoyed science, chemistry. I loved chemistry. It came super easy to me. Nice. And that's when I initially got into college. That's what I was going for. I was going to go like that pharmacy route oh. and quickly into college. I realized that chemistry is not anything like it was in high school. And I stuck with that for probably like a year and a half. And then I was like, I can't do this. Like I'm going to fail out if I continue this route. So I just switched gears and I went into business just because I figured it's somewhat of a generic degree. I could get, I could go a multitude of different directions with a business degree. I'm not kind of limiting myself in one area. So I kind of shifted gears there. And I still, after I graduated, I didn't really know. I was just looking for a job that would take me. I booked with, uh, it was like through a, um, they basically book you into other companies. Like you sign up with them and then they, I can't think of the word it's escaping me, but they basically find you a job essentially. And then you work for them on a temporary basis. And then if everything goes well, then they hire you on full time. And it was like cubicle nine to five, like typical, what you would imagine just a nine to five, just boring office job would be and it it was driving me nuts and probably a few months into that i i had applied for a project management position with this construction company um when i was in college i played baseball and one of the assistant coaches there he was actually working for this company and said hey they need project managers is something you'd be interested in sure like yeah let's do it whatever like it's gotta be better than what i'm doing right now i Put in my resume, sent in the application, didn't hear back from them for months. And then they reached out to me out of nowhere. And I completely forgot at this point that I had even applied for the position and got in for an interview. And that's kind of where I had taken off from was like project management. And that's where I thought like this was landing my career inside project management as a whole. And it still just did not feel right. Yeah, dude. Like, why are you talking, man? I can kind of relate. I can relate a lot to it, actually. You know, just at an early age, I was always taught, you know, go to school. The higher degree you get, the better job you'll be. You know, 
you know, anyone who drops out of high school or drops out of college are losers and, you know, you'll never amount to anything and you'll be punching a clock the rest of your life. And so that was always kind of my mindset, which is, you know, there's nothing wrong with punching a clock or anything like that. But I mean, you know, as long as you're happy, I guess. But yeah, like, I guess when the pandemic hit, you know, I was kind of like you, you know, I've, I've been working in my, you know, I've been working full time for, I've all worked in higher education. So I've really literally just hit my 10th or 11th year. And I was kind of, yeah. And so I was kind of like in working full time and I was kind of, and I'm still doing it. And I'm, and I'm very fortunate and I, I got a great job. It's one of those ones I don't mind going to every day. I got a great boss, but you know, not everybody has that, but you know, it hit me. I was like, man, I've been doing this for 10 years. You know, like what else? I mean, what am I supposed to do? Just put in my 30 year mark and retire, you know, and is that it? And I was like, I got to do something, you know? And, you know, so I started like, you know, learning more like, you know, and I'm not saying I'm making money off this podcasting deal by any means, but it's like, I got to do something else, you know, learn there's other things out there. And this was like, I guess my point is, is like my first step into entrepreneurship, you know, because I always was like, I'm just gonna take the steady job, take the steady paycheck, play it safe, and go from there. And it, it, wear, it wears on you. And I didn't even think about how much, you know, when I sat there and think about it during quarantine and pandemic offices, like, damn, you know, you know, I'm 36, you know, and luckily, you know, everything goes right. You know, I haven't made never 36 plus years. And I was like, you know, that's 72 right there. It's like, you know, it's like, fuck, you know, that's half over. Think about it like that. I don't want it to be like that. So I got to start doing shit. So, yeah, man. That, I mean, so I guess just to preface for everyone, um, I am still in my nine to five. I'm still working that project management position at this point. Um, the, the brand, when I set out to start it a few years ago, it was more to kind of take people on this journey as I'm escaping it. So it's going to bring people along with that. So I didn't want to just make people assume that I have left the nine to five at this point. Um, but no, exactly what you're talking about. I, when I first realized that entrepreneurship was a possible route, it was actually from a book that I had read and it was called the millionaire fast lane by MJ DeMarco. And it sounds very much like a get rich quick scheme type of book. And it is definitely not. I, I think I picked it up by chance. I was looking at all the other like typical entrepreneur, like rich dad, poor dad, like those types of books and randomly picked this one up. And it completely like right off at the beginning, the the guy talks about like, okay, so you're going to work your, your corporate nine to five job and you're going to get that out of college. You're going to ride that out until you turn 65 and then you can retire and then enjoy the rest of your life. It's like, but what if, what if you're not healthy by 65? Sure. What if you don't even make it to 65? Like you're going to put all of your eggs in that one basket that everything is going to go perfectly fine and just kind of hope that everything is going to work out in the end. And then who knows, you might be in a wheelchair and you wanted to travel your entire life. And now what? Sure. You put in all that work and that alone was like, holy cow. Like, yeah, why am I? I'm a living for the future. I should be doing what I can to live the life I want to live now. And how do I do that? Like, what does that mean? Cause I know like for me, a nine to five job isn't going to allow that kind of freedom. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. You know, you're, you're putting in your 40 hour week and some people, you know, if you're really trying to get up the corporate ladder, you know, whatever ladder you're on, you know, 50, 60 hours a week and just, you know, you get great at it. Yeah, you do. But you know, at what cost, you know, you're, like I said, 50, 60 hours there, but are you taking time away from your family? I mean, are you becoming, you know, just completely miserable, just trying to get to the top and yeah, you, you got a great house. Yeah. You got a great car. That's great. I mean, I'm not <clears throat> shitting on it by any means, but mm-hmm. is that what life is? You just keep doing something that you just hate, you know I mean? 
how many people do that? Just go in and out and just, you know, in their reward systems, they get home and, you know, they have, you know, a beer or drinks or go eat McDonald's. And I, and I, you know, and I like all that stuff too, but, you know, but that just, you know, starts to even play even further down your health, man. And just people don't realize it. They get stuck in that, that, I guess I keep saying rat race, but they get stuck in this, I'll just keep doing it, not ask questions. And it's kind of like what I, what happened to me. You ask questions and you just keep going through life. And all of a sudden, whoa, it's been five years. What, what the hell happened? I had a lot more plans for my life than that. But, you know, I mean, it just, and you know, one thing, you know, with you reading and stuff, I mean, that was one thing that's also I found. And I've never had a book that I felt that changed me like that. Or, But I was like, the, I started reading. I was like, ooh, there's other ways of life and what I'm seeing. And there's just because I'm living in this moment right here, I can live into a, you know, another moment and growth, you know, mindset and change something where I want to be. And it's always have to be like this, I guess is my point. But mm-hmm. yeah, and I know, you know, I found that it seems like there has to be an importance of actually being well read or, you know, I mean, what do you think? Yeah. And I mean, I, I always shied away from books. I, wasn't a big reader, didn't really care for it. Like throughout school, it's like read the textbooks I have to read, and then that's it. Like I, I'm not reading for enjoyment by any means. But after after I read that one and I like kind of had that light bulb moment for me, I was like, maybe there's something to this reading thing. And I, I'm I'm still not like a huge reader, so I opt for like Audible. I'm just I'm very obviously with a podcast. I do one book a month, bro. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I started doing more of that and I have right now, I have a pretty lengthy commute. It's an hour to and from my job right now. So I was able, especially the first like year or two that we were here, I was able to get in like a ton of books, but then it got to the point where I was like, I was always reading like, like leveling up type of books, like not self-help, but like that, that kind of genre entrepreneurship, like how do I level up what I'm doing? And it got to the point where I was like, I'm taking in way too much information right now. And I cannot like act on all of this stuff. Like I need to take a step back and I need to just like focus on something and get really like dialed in before I pick up that next book. So I I have started dabbling in a little bit more like fiction type stuff, something that's just more enjoyable to listen to. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's something that I did not expect to enjoy at this point in my life. You know, I guess the reason I brought that up because is that, um, you know, like I'm the same way. You know, I go through one book a month or try to get one in, and I'm straight audiobook all the time. I mean, rare, I mean, I'm reading one right now, but you know, it just takes me forever just to get through just actually physically reading a book. But you know, just I can't remember where if it was on a podcast or I read an article where this was a while back, but I think he was a, a journalist for a Canadian magazine, newspaper, or something. But anyway, he was talking about the importance of being well well read. And he actually memorized like certain, I think it was Shakespeare poetry. And like he was memorizing almost everything. I guess he did Shakespeare did poetry, right? Or stories, whatever he did. <laughs> and anyway, he uh he just memorized that stuff, you know, and he was able to you know recite it. And he said that just helped his vocabulary and helped the way he actually spoke and talk in so many different ways. He had no idea that, you know, how much, you know, I don't want to say an idiot. He, he didn't call himself an idiot, but he was just saying words that were, you know, I mean, I Right now, I'm having trouble putting words together, but yeah, but he was just helping. He could articulate things so well, and just when he actually spoke, it was just not like, "Oh, I went to the diner earlier," you know. It's just like he could just make it sound great. Mm-hmm. That's where he's like, "Oh, maybe there is something more to this reading thing." And I'm not, you know, memorizing Shakespeare poetry or anything, but um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, kind of like you, man. There's a lot more to it than 
you actually feel because I wasn't, you know, I'm like you in high school, college, just like, I ain't reading. I'll just, you know, look the cliff notes, read the last mm-hmm. chapter, whatever. I'll be good. To go. I'll, ace <laughs> yeah. it, or I'll wing it, man. No big deal. But it's, so, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I think I, I always look at stuff a lot, very analytical. So I'm ho- like looking to gather something out of it. Mm-hmm. If I'm not reading some kind of entrepreneurial book that's going to teach me the next thing that I want to learn or do, I'm always looking at like how the author's telling the story or like basically how do I incorporate things that I'm reading, even if it is fiction, into what I'm actively doing. Um, I, I don't know if that's always the most healthy. Like sometimes you just have to like sit back and enjoy it for a little bit, but I'm I'm always thinking analytically like that. No, that's I understand that. And you, I, have you ever done those? Uh, you know, in college, we had to do those strengths finder quest things. You ever done one of those? Like it sounds really familiar. You, you fill out this whole quest. It's kind of like those enneagrams or whatever you call them now. Those personality traits, but you fill out this whole questionnaire, and then by the end of it, it takes your gives you your five biggest strengths. You know, well, I was one of mine was being analytical. Like mm-hmm. kind of surprised me a little bit, but I was like, I don't know if I am. But I guess you know, if you boil it down to it, I mean, because I'm the same way. It's just like, what am I getting out of this? How can I make it better? I mean, what is what do I want to get out of this? And is it working for me? And then I analyze it a bunch of different ways, but right. yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Is it, I mean, so like, well, you, I guess my, I don't even know where I was going up that point. I guess it's because you said analytical, but you know, I mean, so when you were being, pro- when you are a project manager and stuff, did you just decide like, Hey, is, was your first step in entrepreneurship to start the podcast that you, that you're doing or no, actually. So I, I had the project management job for probably a year and a half, two years. And I, I liked it because I stepped into a role that kind of gave me a little bit more freedom. Okay. Um, when I was in that corporate like cubicle setting, it was like, it was so mundane. I'm behind a computer, like doing task X, Y, Z every single day, like the days drug on. Yeah. And when I finally stepped into that project management position, it was like, okay, I have a little bit of flexibility with myself how i'm going to run this like it kind of put a little bit more of the responsibility on me and i kind of liked that that freedom to do it how i wanted to do it sure and there were still limitations like in the construction industry which is where i'm a project manager it you don't have necessarily like the time freedoms like the weekend i work six days a week typically and a lot of times it's 60 hours a week if not more so me trying to go take a day off on a weekend is not always going to happen. It's usually not. And our holidays are super strict. So it's like, even though I'm able to make better money as a project manager, now my time is being even more limited by the fact that I working more. Yeah. And when I finally decided that I wanted to do entrepreneurship, it, I was just like brainstorming all these different kind of ideas of like what I could possibly do. I went from like, having the idea of doing like a subscription box to I actually tried starting a business with my brother and my dad. And then we finally like kind of put that on the wayside. And I'm more focused on like the personal development side of business, like growing a personal brand. And that came in the form of a blog. Okay. I got really heavy into like the SEO search engine optimization. Like how do you show up on lines? People can find you like all of that. And I a lot of my blog posts are more of like the digital marketing space. Like how do you become more visible to people online? And I probably ran that blog for about a year and a half inconsistently, okay. maybe two years before I decided like to go more podcasting. 
And before podcasting, it was going to be video. And that was terrifying. And I failed miserably at it. And then I decided on podcasting. So it was like, it was a long ways. What do you mean? What do you mean video? So videos or. Yeah. Like long form, like educational content, but on YouTube, I, I didn't really take to the writing. I didn't care too much for it. It seemed more of a nuisance to me. I've always liked the graphic design, the videography, like that type of stuff growing up. So I was like, okay, well, video is definitely a more, it's a more me. I could put more creativity into that than I could in my writing, but I would get onto the camera and I'd freeze like hardcore. I'd know everything. I'd have all the information there and I would just lock up and I couldn't think of anything that I wanted to say. I was like, wow, like this is very difficult. Yeah, no, I can relate a lot to that. Just, and I still have trouble with doing these podcasts now. And I mean, I mean, I'm not making, you know, I do the video version on YouTube, obviously, but when I, I don't know what it is. Like if my brain just goes different directions as we're talking, because like so when I listen to the playback, it's like, oh, why didn't I say that? You know, it's one of those like Monday morning quarterback. It's like, that was a stupid thing. Why did I do that? But, you know, <laughs> you know, I did a podcast last night and I had a, somebody said something to me and I said, you know, I don't want to say it was going to be turned into an argument, but I wanted to give some pushback, but and I was just reading about what we were talking about at the time. And all of a sudden it slipped my fucking mind, dude. And I was like, what the fuck? Why did not I, where did that go? And like, right when I said, all right, we're into this goodbye or whatever. And it hit me and I was like, can't go back now. But that's one of the good things, you know, with that. My point is like, you know, being entrepreneurship and stuff, you're going to make these mistakes and that, I, you know, and I learned from my mistakes, you know, and I hope a lot of other people do too, but that way it's like, all right, well, I know what I did wrong there. Hopefully next time I won't mess that up again but i still do i mean but yeah there's i don't know i I lock up a little bit too i don't know how you get over that it's just it's weird it's it's all repetition and that's something that's very difficult and what was very hard for me at the beginning was like putting myself in that position to fail because growing up like i i don't like to fail like i'm highly competitive i played sports all through high school college like i'm a competitive human and to be in a position where i feel like i suck at this thing is a very difficult position to be in. So when I started the podcast, like I knew it wasn't going to be great. Like I knew it was going to be rough, Mm -hmm. but I was like, but I want to do this. Like I, I know I want to take this step in this direction. So I just went for it and you can, you can listen to those initial episodes and you can hear a completely different person from those first episodes to what I'm doing now. Episode I think 91 at the time we're recording this is going live tomorrow. So it's, I don't know, without that repetition, just putting yourself in that position to like be vulnerable and be okay with, okay, this might sound like shit. Like you're not going to make that progress. You're not going to just wake up one morning and be like, okay, now I'm a star YouTuber. or um, the next Joe Rogan. Like it's going to take that repetition. Yeah, dude. Like, you know, what do they say? You got to put in your 10,000 hours to your craft. I don't even know if that's the right one, but yeah, that's, that's exactly the same mindset I had. You know, I, even my, my friends and I, we'd always get together. You know, we'd be out at the bar or whatever. Like, hey, we should start like a Twitch gaming channel. We should do this. You know, we should do this. Like, oh, let's do it. You know, then <laughs> you know, it's always one of those things that I always say that, you know, it's like everyone's talking, hey, we should all take a big trip next year. We're going to go to it and blah, blah, blah. Then when it gets down to it, you know, like one month in, all right, we're going to start planning this. Who, who's all in? Like, well, man, I got this thing going on, man. I don't know. I was like, fuck, you know. But anyway, but, but it's just like, you know, it's all going to be shit the first time. I mean, and but you learn from it, you grow from it. And there's, I guess there's not many people, I guess there's obviously there's outliers to everything, but when they come in and like LeBron James, he always was going to be a great athlete, no matter what sport he played, just because of that. But, 
but yeah, I mean, it's just putting in the work, putting in, you know, the grind and, you know, taking the L's on things and learning from them. And, you know, that was one of my biggest advices that I got growing up, like going through college and stuff. They say, Hey man, no matter if you're hungover, I know you're going to party. I know you're going to do this. Just show up to class. You know, no matter what you're doing, just at least still show up, make an effort and do that at least. And that's always stuck with me. And, and I try to put it with, you know, my workouts, you know, my actual, I'm actually at work and doing this, just put in the fucking work, dude. Sometimes it's dog shit, but then hopefully the next day something grows from that dog shit, you know, a flower or whatever you want to say. Yeah. yeah and I mean, I've, I've definitely like been in that position where I'm like looking for the shortcuts. Like I'm looking for the strategies, looking for the cheat codes to like skip the steps, skip the work that everyone else is putting in because there's that like vision of overnight success and that that exists out there. And Maybe in the point zero 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 one percent it does actually happen, but for over ninety nine percent of people, it doesn't happen like that. And there's work involved. And through trying to take all these shortcuts and stuff like that, I'm now coming back and doing it the hard way, doing it the way that works. So it's there's there's never going to be that cheat code, and it's just a matter of you, like yeah, putting in the repetition, like showing up and putting in the work and eventually it's going to start clicking together. But without that, like you don't really, you don't have that experience to kind of lean on and say, okay, well I tried this and that didn't work before. So I'm not going to do that this time. Yeah. You know, and, and going off that dude, it just reminded me that, you know, when I first started out, I was on YouTube, you know, at work or wherever, just like YouTube algorithms, how to get your videos pushed and you know, how, how do you hashtag it or tag it or whatever you do to correct and get, you know, the, in, to beat the algorithm. And, Never figured it out, obviously. I guess there is ways. I mean, there's other big names doing it. They put like a kid making reviews for toys, making $20 million a year or whatever he's doing. But that could just be a fluke. I don't know. But there is keys to it. But but yeah, that was my thing. That I was like, well, maybe you just got to get one video to expose yourself a little bit. Maybe you just got to do it this way. So I've tried different concepts and I ain't found it yet. But yeah, I mean, but I was like, we well, just got to keep doing it, man. Eventually something might catch fire. You know, I had... One friend that uh, he's not really a friend, but a friend of a friend that said he had he was making TikTok videos, and it took him two or three years to finally like you know oh, well, maybe not even two or three years. I don't even know how how long has TikTok been. Well, anyway, the, it seems like forever. Yeah, it does. <laughs> maybe it's been two or three years, but it took him a while to finally get pushed up to you know like a hundred thousand followers or whatever he has now. Mm-hmm. Like, all he did was just kept making them, man. That's all he kept doing, and he finally just got maybe a stroke of luck. I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. I guess that's part of it. You know, it's like, it breaks like that, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think luck is a funny, a funny term, especially like looking at that because had he not been continuing to put out the videos, like luck never would have found him. Sure, He never would have been. It's all about a timing thing. Like you could be doing the same thing over and over and over again. And finally one time it just hits for no reason. You didn't do anything different other than you just continued to post and you strike gold exactly. and it's it's literally all timing how many businesses like genius business ideas have you heard that have been out there that have failed and then a few years later a new business shows up that does the same exact thing and explodes exactly. like it's all timing and if you stay consistent with it like something's going to give but most people don't stick to it long enough to see that explosion yeah, I mean, it's, great. it's crazy. That's greatly said. Just and that that's not only in businesses or anything, but that's you know, you know, I you know, I say this a lot on here, but you know, I coach and I train CrossFit on the side too. But that's what everybody wants. Like, how do I drop twenty pounds this week? You know, how do I get you know my first pull up and stuff? You're not going to get it next week. You're not going to get it two weeks from now, probably. But 
you will eventually will if you start doing the right choices, the right habits. You know, like what are you doing? Like what are you going to eat tonight for dinner? It's like, oh, I don't know. Well, you start planning that out. You know, make you a plan. You know, make you some goals. You know, just don't. Yeah, you could. I'll, I'll wing some things like we were talking about in college and stuff. But yeah, but you know, that's that's one thing I've learned is like, hey, you know, set down some goals for yourself and make a system out of it. How am I going to get to point A to point B to point C? You know, and not everybody can go break the YouTube algorithm, obviously day one. But if you Hopefully, like you're we're saying, uh, yeah, maybe keep putting it out there, keep doing the work. Eventually, something will happen and be in the right place at the right time. So, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it, I mean ahead. the the big thing with all of it. So I've I brought on with my podcast, the Nine Five Podcast. It's an entrepreneur podcast. So yeah. majority of the ninety one episodes that I've had have been interviews with people who have been there, done that. Sure, and every single one of them to some extent, whether they explicitly say it or not, attribute a lot of the success that they've had to relationships that they've built with people. And those relationships came from them putting themselves out there in that kind of position, whether that is making YouTube videos or a podcast or just trying to network with people and connect with people and have those conversations. Like I think creating content is a great way to kind of open the door to that kind of conversation, but it it blows my mind whether they know it or not, relationships have been an integral part of them being successful and finding the right person at the right time. Yeah, dude, I, I can't agree more to make that connection with somebody, that human connection to be able to, you know, and putting yourself out there is tough. I'm not saying it's easy by any means, I mean, mm-hmm. but making yourself vulnerable and taking the risk. I, I get rejected. This is probably going to, all right, whatever I get rejected. It's going to be shit, but maybe I'll learn from it. And maybe the next one won't, I won't be. But, and the reason I said that is because, you know, I was talking, I, I interviewed, her name's Jen Mueller, and I had her on there. She's a sport, sports broadcaster for the uh, Seahawks and the Kraken and all them. And oh, awesome. Yeah, and she actually made a thing that where, you know, she uses sports to actually make network connections with people. And even if you don't know anything about sports, but usually most people, you know, can at least say like, oh, did I watched the Super Bowl last night. What did you think of the commercial? And it was like just making that first initial connection to break down the wall or the ice, whatever you want to say. And like and, – and, how far it takes you, you know, you don't, you, even if you just put yourself out there and they're like, no, we're not talking to you, whatever, but you took a chance on it. Mm-hmm. And, but, and this is like something so simple as that saying, Hey, you know, do you like, you watching a baseball game today? Like, you know, even if you don't even know nothing about it and just say that out there to say, Hey, you know, I know who the Braves are and, and I don't know who the <laughs> team is, but you know, I've been to the stadium. I watched a couple of games. It was fun. And then it, it, it can take you so many places. Yeah, just my, and a lot of people, you know, I get it. It's hard to put yourself out there. You know, I don't like being rejected. You know, I've been turned down by a ton of times from girls, you know. Girls just broke out with me a few months ago, but it happens. <laughs> you know? but, that's, I mean, but that's what you got to do, man. That's what we've been saying. But but yeah, that was an interesting concept. Though. I was like, I never thought of it that, you know, just saying, talking about sports could actually break down some network barriers that you might get. I think I just poorly said that, but anyway. <laughs> no, no, that, make, that makes a lot of sense. And it's it's not easy. And I've I've always shied away from it as well. It wasn't until I started the podcast that I finally started getting a little bit more confident and was like, you know what? Yeah, I have something to say, so I'm just going to come up and say it. And if people don't want to hear it, then that's fine. There are going to be people who want to hear it, so I'm just going to keep speaking. (laughs) What do you think, you know, my friends and I were talking about the future of podcasting. You know, do you think the market's oversaturated? You know, because it seems like, you know, in the 60s, you know, you could only get your news and stuff from obviously the news and now it's like anybody with a microphone and a video camera can 
make their own content, which is great. And which I think is awesome. If you want to do it, go for it. But, you know, we were talking, well, you know, what's going to be the next thing with podcasting? Do you think it's going to be some other form of video creation or content creation, or is it just going to be podcasting? Is just going to live on for another, you know, 20 years? You know, I'm always trying to like, what do you think? What's going to be the next best thing? I think podcasting is definitely here to stay. I do not think it's oversaturated at all. Really? Um, I, I did an episode probably, that was a couple of months ago now, but there at the end of 2021, there was a stat that came out saying that there were 2.4 million podcasts worldwide, I think 2.4, 2.8. I can't remember exactly. That makes, that makes sense. And that, that seems like a, a significant amount. And you hear everyone say, everyone's got a podcast. Yeah. But out of those 2.4 million podcasts that are out there, only 23% of them are actually active. And by active, that means that they have published an episode within the last 90 days. Wow. Okay. That comes out to a little over 550,000 active podcasts right now, or I guess as of 2021, end of 2021. That to me, like you look, compare that to YouTube, which has over 30 million YouTube channels. Yeah. Podcasting is so young and there's so many platforms jumping on board. Facebook just in, like introduced a, some form of podcast integration. Twitter is now hopping on board. I just saw something about Twitter jumping on. Spotify is continuing to like scoop up all of these different companies that are all in the podcasting space. Like the, these major companies wouldn't be investing millions and billions of dollars into this stuff if it was just going to go away tomorrow. I think it's still young. Everyone's trying to figure it out. And I think it is going to evolve a lot over the years, but I, I think it's, it's still a young time. And I, I think about it like YouTube, like if you could have got in on YouTube and like took it seriously when there were only 550,000 people like actively using it, yeah. are you going to not give that a try? You're not going to take that chance. Yeah. Like podcasting is very much in that space right now. I mean, I, I never heard that. I mean, I knew there was roughly someone said I heard before like three million or whatever. But as far as active podcasts, that changes the game, dude. Yeah, and, you know, twenty three percent. So there's a quarter podcast actually people still publishing in that last ninety days. So that changes the game for you to make it out thing. Because when I first started mine, and I was like, all right, three or four episodes, and I'll probably be done with it, no big deal. And you know, and I'm still grinding, I'm still moving with it, and I like it, I enjoy it because I get to talk with cool people like you and learn from your perspective and others and. You know, things I would have never thought about, you know, and that's one thing that kind of led me into podcasting was like, again, like with books and stuff that is like, oh, you actually can hear people's challenges, you know, what their mindset is like, you know, you know, life wasn't gummy bears and raindrops for them either. You know, they were able to you know, accomplish stuff with, you know, getting kicked in the face you know, while they were down. Um, so, yeah, that's just, it just makes you wonder, though, like, you know, I guess, like you said, it is kind of the wild, wild west. And that's why I was scared, like. Is it going to start to be regulated or people just going to shy away from it? And like, you know, just start making TikTok dancing videos all the time. And, <laughs> you know, and like, you know, because I, I always feel like I want to be when I find something I really like jo enjoy doing and stuff, I always find it too late. You know, and mm -hmm. I got I want to be on the next one. I want to catch the next wave and ride it out instead of at the end of the wave, you know. Right. Like ride the next TikTok wave type of thing. <laughs> sure, <yeah. laughs> like it's. I don't know. Podcasting to me is so cool because. Like coming from like initially starting in like blogging, it was like, if you wanted to try to talk to somebody and say, Hey, can I interview you for my blog? Yeah. Like you're probably going to get crickets unless you have like a well-established blog and people know who, what it is and who you are. 
sure. podcasting like blew me away right out of the gate. Like the type of people that I was able to talk to on the podcast because I naturally just have a platform for them to speak on. Like I, within the first six months, I interviewed someone that I thought was going to take me years to interview on the podcast. Like someone that I looked up to in the podcasting space nice. for the last several years. And within like six months of starting the show, he was on my podcast. It was like, I, I know I've like tweeted at him and got like random one off like tweets back and like stuff like that. But I never would have imagined being able to sit down and have a conversation with him. Was that just you reaching out and just hoping for the best? It, it was actually an accident. So the guy, I don't know. Are you familiar with Pat Flynn by any chance? Pat Flynn, Pat Flynn. Uh, no, I'm thinking about Pat McAfee. Maybe not. He's, he's a, he's big into podcasts and his, his whole brand is smart passive. Wait, 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 hold on. Wait, he's got a YouTube channel too. Yeah, he does. He's actually got a couple, he's got like a Pokemon YouTube talks, channel now. And, and he talks about, um, like tips and podcasting and stuff like that. Yeah. Like pretty much all like online business stuff is like, he's very heavy. Uh, I, I think I kind of know who you're talking about now. Yeah. It does. So, me. I feel like I went across some of his pages when I was starting this, like he gives you tips on how to. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you were searching how to start a podcast, like his stuff probably popped up for sure. No. Okay. That sounds familiar. Go ahead. So when I, after I got finished reading that MJ DeMarco book, I stumbled on that podcast because I was like, okay, entrepreneurship is interesting to me. I stumbled on his podcast and was like blown away. I was like, holy crap, this is so cool. So after I finally launched mine, I was like, well, that'd be so awesome if I could get him on the show. And someone had tweeted out, because I was spending a lot of time on Twitter and someone tweeted out like, what are your, what are your goals for 2021? And I was like, this, this, get Pat Flynn on the podcast, this, this. And then Pat replied and he's like, all right, let's do it. Get Pat Flynn, check. He's like, shoot me an email here and we'll get it set up. And it was like, what? Let's go. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? And like that, that I was able to take that and land another big name guest, which I never thought I was going to be able to land. And it just like opened my eyes. I was like, holy crap. And then that, not to discredit any of the other people that I've had on the show that are making six, seven, eight figures that like any other time I had, I reached out to them and said, Hey, you want to have a conversation? They probably would have just ignored it. Won't even give me the the decency to say, no, thank you. So, and having the platform to speak on, they're like, yeah, let's do it. Like, when do you want to do it? Like, yeah, that's so badass, dude. I mean, just insane. like what, well, you know, like we were saying, is like reaching out and like actually taking a chance. I mean, you never know, like somebody like, yeah, let's do it. Whatever. It's like you get that flim. And, you know, that's one thing, you know, I've always so learned doing this is like, hey, Again, you know, that you might get said no, but at least you took a chance on it. And then you never yeah. know where it'll take you, man, just making that connection. It's, it's such a good thing, even if they said yes. And like, you know, and I always talk about, you know, that we had a conversation about mentors and role models on here. And just that, you know, even if someone like Pat Flynn or whoever you look up to or kind of takes you under their, not really under their wing, but at least can sit down and have a conversation with you. And even if you're not recording, let's kind of give you some you know, tidbits and you know, a little review or critique or whatever you want to tell them. I mean, I was asking my friends when I first started this, you know, I didn't want, I was like, Hey, you know, if you listen to it, you know, send me a review, just, you don't have to write it up on Apple, email it to me, find me in person. And that's how I'm going to grow. You know, I don't need people to say, Oh yeah, dude, that was sick, man. You're badass, bro. And it's like, no, I'm not. I know I'm shit. You know, I know there's something <laughs> wrong. You know, if it was great, I'd be, you know, Joe Rogan style or whatever. But, and that's when, and that's, you know, it sucks. You know, the truth hurts, but that's what I feel like people need more is like, Hey, I need the honest truth, dude. I just don't need, and I love, you know, I love you patting me on the back and hyping me up and stroking mm -hmm. my ego, but that's not what's going to get me to the next point or the next goal in my life. I need someone to be like, you know, not just troll me or whatever, but actually, Hey, you know, you said like a lot. All right. Okay, so don't say like anymore or mm -hmm. all that, you know, this little things like that. But yeah, dude, 
so badass, man. That's the only world of podcasting and stuff like that. This opens up a lot of doors that we've been talking about. Yeah, I never would have dreamed of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's that when I when I initially started the podcast, it was more like my my blog wasn't really picking up a lot of steam. Like I'd get a couple people and from the relationships that I built on Twitter, like that was to the extent of it. And being able to have the podcast and talking to amazing people. And I, I came into it this for anybody who has thought about starting a podcast thinking, well, I have to be the expert in the space. Like that is not the case. Oh, like dude. I started a podcast without being an expert, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to bring experts on and then I can ask some questions. And it was cool because it kind of worked like a dual purpose. Like I was able to ask some of the questions that I had because I was genuinely curious, like how the hell do I do this? Mm-hmm. And then I'm also serving the audience who's also wondering how the hell do I do this? So it, it's, it became more about the relationships that I was building with these people and not so much about the audience that I wanted to grow and the business I wanted to grow. And that's ultimately why I fell in love with podcasting as a whole, because I mean, I can't tell you how many amazing conversations I've had with people right? because of the podcast. Like it's so cool. Yeah, dude. It's so badass, dude. I mean, and just, you know, that's one thing that when I was designing my podcast and get ready for it, where people are like, what are you, what's your topic is going to be? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't, you know, I was kind of like you, I don't, want to be pigeonhole myself into one simple topic, you know, like we should do a fitness podcast. Like, no, I mean, that's great and all, but I just know that after a few episodes, like I don't want to talk about fitness anymore, you know, mm-hmm. it's done. But, you know, and I learned from having these conversations from people and not just, you know, read, like I said, I try to read and all that, but I get more out of listening to people talk about their experiences and what they did and what they, you know, did wrong and what they wish they would have done. It's like, ah, okay, that makes sense. You know, just like you said, you know, you taught me something tonight about 23% of podcasts that are act, are actually active, you know, and I always kept telling it's That's why I always kept saying it's oversaturated. Yeah. Yeah. It's just making that connection is so cool. And just, you know, having the, like the form of an art of a conversation, I guess it is an art. I don't know. And, and that's another good thing. It's I could actually feel like more comfortable with having conversations with people rather than just saying, Oh, how was your day? All right, cool. Yeah. And then I guess my whole point of this whole little rant that is that, you know, people are like, oh, you need to be an expert. It's like, what? Well, no. I mean, you know, half the time, I mean, I might, I'm not an expert in anything in my life. I might give you some tips on a CrossFit workout, but other than that, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you know, how to financially invest into a Roth IRA or something. But, <laughs> but, but that, but that's a cool, I would like to learn that. And that was a cool thing. So like, I could chat with people like that, you know, and yeah. And hopefully somebody, if anybody's listening, you want to tell me that. <laughs> so I can set myself up to have six figures when I get out of here. But yeah, that's, it's cool, dude. Yeah. It's so much fun. And it's just, it's just fun to sitting around talking with somebody, you know, like we're doing now, having some laughs and just bullshit. No, we're not really bullshitting, but you know, just shooting a breeze, man. You know, and it's not taken serious. You don't have to make sure all my facts are straight, you know? And like I said earlier, I know half the shit I say on here is probably wrong, but I learned from it. As long as you're upfront and honest, like just by you, having the conversations with the people like your listeners are going to automatically assume some sort of credibility on you because they're right. your guests. So even if you aren't the expert in whatever it is you want to start a podcast about, it could be something that you've always just enjoyed, but you like, you definitely are not an expert. You're just a fan or whatever right. it is like by you bringing on experts or talking with people and having the conversations like you build authority and credibility in that space, whether you're an expert or not, or whether you think that you're an expert or not. Yeah. That was one of my things on here was like, Hey, you know, all right, don't go in there with, you know, closed mind, you know, be open to what people are going to say, you know, don't be married to certain ideas, you know, and I, I know I'm not the smartest man alive and I don't, not anywhere near it, but 
you know, I'm sorry, my dog was doing something weird. I thought he was like, <laughs> something he didn't need. But yeah, I was like, all right. So yeah, I want to be able to hear what these people have to say and why do they think like, okay, that makes sense. Like, that's the reason that brought them to that point. You know, that's what gave them that thought, you know, and just, mm-hmm. you know, like I was kind of, I felt like I kind of shit on, you know, going to school and stuff and, you know, and I don't, I mean, I went through all that, but, you know, but also to know that if you want to take the chance in life and actually be your own boss, like you were saying, you know, and like kind of do your own thing and have your own time and yeah, but you don't have to do that. You know, there's other ways and just expand your horizons. I guess. That's, that's what I think, especially when I, when I have this, these conversations with people, cause I'm, I'm very hard. If you can't tell, like very hardcore, like entrepreneurship is the way to go, but I sound like that, but in the, in the same sense, I'm not because it's, it's all about doing what makes you happy. Sure. If, if you find a job and a career that you love showing up to every day and you're like, yes, let's go, let's kick ass. Like that is what you're striving for. Hmm. I personally have not been able to find that in a nine to five setting. And I know the path that I'm going on. Like I get excited about doing it. Yeah. I don't, I didn't get excited about showing up and going into that cubicle every morning. So finding what you're excited about and what like gives you like drive is what it's all about. Whether that's a nine to five, if it's not a nine to five, maybe entrepreneurship is an option. Maybe you need to start looking into that, but it's not like a one size fits all. It's all about trying new things and not being afraid to fail because everybody fails. (laughs) Exactly. dude. Yeah. That's, that's one of my things. Like, you know, if you don't, if you love your nine to five or whatever it is that you're working, that's fine. That's great. But if you're complaining about it and like, no shitting on it every day then it's like all right dude then obviously you don't like it as much as you say you do but <laughs> you know and, and that's one of my things too is that you know i i kind of believe well i don't kind of i kind of i do believe that you know challenging yourself kind of leads to longevity kind of what i was talking about earlier that you know if you keep just going down the same road and stuff without any humps or bumps in it humps or bumps i don't want to say that but you know you're just it's just an easy road but if you challenge yourself along the way you can find out what the type of person you are find out you know, what do you like? What do you don't like? You know, and I, I was talking to somebody who he, he's a multimillionaire and that, you know, just he went like traveling through Europe or Australia. I can't remember where it was, but like learn and he didn't go. He was not a college guy any, by any means, but just doing that and learning like who he was and learning what works for him and stuff made him sound like, oh, I can take this and move it into a business. And it's what made him successful today. And it was just it was like you said, people are going to fail, dude. But, you know, you learn what works, you learn what doesn't work and you just keep going, man. So, yeah. But yeah, it's bad to hear stories like that, though. No, absolutely. And it's like, I never would have been into podcasting like I am now had I not been interested in kind of venturing down that entrepreneur road. I had always thought podcasting was going to be like an afterthought. Like, I'm going to build this successful business. I'm going to have this audience. And then I'm going to create a podcast because people are going to care what I have to say and want to listen. And I just kind of jumped ahead and said, okay, you know what? I'm going to have a podcast and if people want to listen, great. If they don't, great. But then after doing that, it's like, okay, like this is what I want to do. And I want to help other people do that. Yeah. You know, one cool thing that I was just thinking about is just that, you know, I get, all right. So I want you to answer this question first. So when you're doing your podcast, you do all remote, like, you know, Zoom podcast, or do you do them in person too? I, so far, all of them have been remote. Um, I started when, like right in the middle of 2020, I, I launched in July of 2020. And so far, everything's been remote. I think it'd be awesome as hell to be able to set up like a studio and bring guests in and kind of have that one-on-one conversation. Like, I think that'd be so cool. Yeah. But so far, it's all remote. Okay. So that's like the majority of mine though. So, but when I first started out, you know, I had my friends coming over and we were doing it that way. And, 
you know, and I guess like I, since you haven't done one, but I was like, you know, do I get a different vibe with the in-person? Or not, I, I hate, well, I don't know why I said vibe. I wish I wouldn't have said that. But do you get a per, like a, a certain, a better connection, you know, with in-person uh, podcasting or conversations rather than remote, you know, because, you know, in person, you know, I'm reading, you know, the person, their body language, what they're doing. It, it just feels different. I don't say it's like it's better because, I mean, I've had great Zoom podcasts like this, but it's just like, is there something different doing it in person as compared to virtual? I mean, what are your thoughts, do you think? I mean, I would imagine not having done it, um, I, I would imagine that it is very different. Yeah. Like, I, I could see myself like sitting down to have a podcast session with someone in person and us like running that podcast for like three hours. Whereas <laughs> <laughs> like Zoom, Zoom or like doing it online, like you can kind of be like, okay, this is going to be our cutoff. Then we got to move on to the next thing. Um, I just enjoy all those conversations. So I, I personally would absolutely love having those in-person conversations and just being able to like, basically hang out with someone for an hour or whatever it is. Like that's, that's what it's all about. Exactly. dude. And when doing your podcast, I mean, do you, are you, are you a one man show or do you have a, do you have credit team around you? No, I, I do everything right now. Yeah. But like, you know, I was just wondering, you know, if you had certain people, you know, to kind of help you out with the day to day stuff, you know, it's like, Hey, you go take care of the editing, the marketing, the promotion and all that. And, no, I mean, the, the whole plan is to eventually start pushing some of that off. Um, if I had it my way, it would be recording the interviews and other people would take care of the rest. Exactly. Outsource it or hire someone or whatever it is. And that that is eventually like going to happen down the road. But as of right now, like it's the the recording, the editing, the publishing, the show notes, like everything, promoting it's all on me at this point. And it's, yeah, dude. it's fun. It's a learning experience. Like, I'm glad I know the stuff, but at the same time, it's like, that's the stuff that takes up the most of my time. And I'm, I'm in it for the conversations. Like I love the yeah, dude. talking with people. Yeah. Like I'm the same way. Cause you know, I, I've learned to really like talking with people first of like, I said earlier, I'd shy away from it, but but it was really cool to actually learn, like, how do you create a podcast? How do you create a video podcast? All right. What kind of sound stuff do you need? What kind of mics do you need? Do I need to wear headphones? You know, and just and how to put it all together, you know? And the biggest thing I always said, like, well, maybe I need to, like, if I ever, you know, start creating a team around me, if ever, if I get to this point, um, you know, have like a, a producer, I guess. And that way somebody in the room, like monitoring the, you know, the audio and like, you know, checking the feedback and actually maybe interacting with guests at the same time or like, you know, have these like call in things or whatever. And yeah. even like, even fact check me too. Like, Hey, can we look this up real quick? You know, like, <laughs> you know, so, hey, let's actually make sure that's, that was right. But yeah, that, that's one thing. It's just like, it's like, all right. You know, and I've always been a uh, kind of a, I don't want to say a lone wolf, but you know, more of like, Hey, I'll just, I don't know if it's trust issues or what, but it's like, I'll just take care of the work. I got it. You know, and I guess more I trust in myself actually getting it done than I do other people. And I guess that's kind of why I never really said like, Oh, well, maybe I need to get a co-host in there. Maybe I need to need a producer. But I'm learning to kind of let that go. That is just, if I could just focus more on the conversations, maybe do a little bit more research on topics I know that might come up in that way. Like we were saying, I won't lock up or my mom won't go blank when those questions are asked, you know, just that right. be right there all in baby. <laughs> that's, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's podcasting or entrepreneurship or whatever, but if you want to grow, like eventually you're going to have to let people help. Yeah. Like you can't, it can't always be just a one man show. You're going to burn yourself out. 
and your podcast or your business, whatever it is, it's going to grow when you're doing the thing that you're the best at doing. For sure. Like maybe you crush it at the interviews and your podcast editing is like, eh, like there are people out there that crush it at the podcast editing that can't really do interviews. Yeah. Like that is a match made in heaven because now you guys are both doing what you do best. And that's ultimately what's going to drive success. It's the same thing with entrepreneurship. Like eventually there's going to come a time where you shouldn't be doing all of the social media, all of the sales, all of the the content creation side of things. Like you have to start divvying that up a little bit and allowing people to help build whatever you're trying to build. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. So, you know, just if you can get a great team of people around you and just even they, you can be just your friends that, you know, and just... I'm always a big believer in like breaking stuff down and doing small little things rather than going all in at once and just, you know, give small little tasks, give small little details. And slowly, like it doesn't have to be podcasts. I know that, but earn their, earn the trust. You know, that's what they did with me at work. You know, I work in IT, but they just didn't hand me the keys to like all the passwords and stuff. They slowly just like, (laughs) we'll make sure you're not going to fuck anything up before we do anything. But I get it. You know, I get it. You don't want to bring in some bald headed idiot in here and just like, go do it, do your thing, man. Just go play with some computers. But yeah, dude, it's just, you know, having like, that's one thing I've also learned, like teamwork and having like mentors or, you know, people kind of help you out along your path is so, I don't want to say underrated, but it almost just feels like it is, you know, to me and other, and other people I've talked to have actually had those, um, those mentors and stuff and helped them out. And it's, I think it's one of the things like, you know, as Matthew McConaughey says, like, you know, green lights, you know, I had them in college and stuff, but I was kind of, you know, I was, a, I was an idiot in college, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I was just more worried about what I was doing over the weekend rather than somebody trying to help me out and show me a successful path. So I don't know. Funny enough that that is, so I mentioned relationships being like the the number one driver of success of people, mentors and coaches be a very close second. Like I'm so surprised by how many people that are not like self-made millionaires. They're like, yeah, I had this coach. I got this coach when I was, just starting out and they got me moving in the right direction. And then they kind of took the reins from there. Or some of them even still have that same coach or a different coach. Like there are several people out there that through each stage of their success, they're hiring like a new coach to like help them with that next level. And it just, it helps, especially from like a solopreneur standpoint. Like if you're trying to build a personal brand or trying to do this on your own, even just having that third like party perspective, like looking in to offer new suggestions and yeah, new eyes, show dude. you a new way of thinking about things like that right there is so powerful. I just, just to kick off this year, hired a mindset coach and mentor to kind of help guide me along, just to kind of help like keep me focused and set me in the right direction. Cause I'm all over the place. Sure. Like, I'll start here and then I'm over here. And like, I need to just like set in a focus and having someone who's been there and done that gives a little bit more clarity on the direction that I need to be going and kind of like a reassurance that I am taking the right steps or I'm making the right moves. Yeah. I know we're getting kind of close on time here, but I mean, so what is, you know, I've been reading about mindset coaches and life coaches, if that's what you want to call them. I mean, what, what, it, I mean, without having to go in huge detail, but tell me a little bit more about the mindset coach, you know, I mean, what are they, what, 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 what are they doing? What does it look like? Yeah. So, I mean, right out of the gate, I, I had like a, one-on-one session with him before I even hired him on. And he started just picking apart everything that I was saying, how I was saying it. And it was like, I can't remember. I was explaining to him like what I was doing, what I was in the process of doing. And he's like, do you realize how many times you said that you're trying to do this? 
you're trying to grow a podcast, you're trying to start a business, you're trying to this, you're trying to that. You just keep like ingraining it into your mind that there's a high possibility of failure here. If you're trying something, that means that it might happen, but it's most likely not going to happen. You're not trying to build your podcast. You are building your podcast. You're not trying to grow a business. You are building and growing a business. And just like little things like in your subconscious, we're always, I feel like we're always expecting failure. And whenever the slightest opportunity of failure arises, we're like, see, yep, that's exactly what I thought, failure. And being able to like retrain your mind is such a difficult thing when we're constantly looking to fail and retrain it to be like, no, I'm not going to fail. Like I'm going to do this and I'm going to be successful with this. It's, um, have, have you ever heard of the, the reticular activating system in your brain? Uh, uh-uh, I don't think so. It basically, it, it triggers on like your belief system essentially. So, if you've ever been in a situation like you get a new pair of a new pair of shoes or maybe you buy the new iPhone and you don't really notice anybody with that iPhone until you have that iPhone. And then all of a sudden you start seeing everybody's got it. Like that person's got it. That person's got it. Or you get a new car and then you start seeing everybody driving that car. Okay. It's the same kind of thought process there. Like if you are constantly in a position where failure is a very like, plausible option you're going to look and find every opportunity your mind your subconscious mind is going to be recognizing every lapse of success every time that it can somehow twist a failure in there and like key in on that and then you just continue to like beat yourself down on it whereas if you can retrain your mindset to think about the things that you've done right up to this point like maybe you haven't made it maybe you haven't hit six figures or whatever it is, but look at where you've come. Look at all the the wins you've had along the way. Look at all the things you've learned. Mm -hmm. Like you're reprogramming your mind to now recognize the wins and the good things that you're doing. And then being able to look ahead for new opportunities and new wins that you can accomplish. Damn, Nick, that was badass. (laughs) Dude, it it like completely blew my mind. After that first conversation with him, I was like, yeah, we got to do this. Like, Reticular activating system is that what you said? Yes. Okay, yeah. I wrote it down because I was going to get some notes on that. That's bad. It's actually the the first time I heard that term. It was on uh, the Ed Milet show. I don't know if you've listened to that podcast. That one. I, I'll have to find the exact episode, but he like talked about that, and I'm like, whoa, like that blew my mind. Yeah, I've been around um, to a lot of different, you know, like Joe Rogan, Two Bears, like a lot of comedy ones, Theo Vaughn, Bill Burr, Jordan Peterson here and there. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'd. Yeah. That's dude, do, do you watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Oh, dude. <laughs> dude, the Always Sunny podcast. Like that one, I I love that show. I, Those I, guys are hilarious. I love, yeah. I've, uh, Rob was on a couple. I think he was on, I don't know if he was on Two Bears. He was on somebody, Bill Burr. No, he, Bill Burr, don't know. Maybe Theo's. He was on somebody. I listened to him on there, but yeah. Uh, and Charlie Dave was on Smartless one day. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to that, but I'll have to check out Always Sunny. I'm right there. Dude, it's, it's so funny, especially once you get like a couple episodes in after they've like kind of found their group groove like it's freaking hilarious they they are their characters as much as they say they're not they are, <laughs> they are. i love that show dude but nick you're a badass dude man i appreciate your time coming on here and um yeah why don't you uh plug in all your uh stuff before we uh tell everyone do dope to do something <laughs> well first off man i appreciate you having me on chris this was a blast chatting with you um for everyone listening 
go give your man Chris here five stars on the podcast. Let him know what's up. Let him know you enjoy the conversation and let him know that you're getting value from the show because us as podcast hosts, like we love to hear how our podcast is benefiting people. So first off, go drop, drop go drop five on Chris. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for that, dude. <laughs> um, lastly, if you want to see what I'm doing, I'm very much in the, the podcasting space. As you can tell, um, very podcast heavy. I help get other people started in that space. Um, I put a lot of content out on Instagram lately at nine, five free. Um, it's all spelled out just to confuse everybody instead of being numbers, it's letters. <laughs> so it's N I N E F I V E F R E E. And then if you want to check out the podcast, it's nine, five podcast.com. And then if you want coaching, if podcasting is something you potentially want to try, I would love to hop on a call with you, chat about it. Maybe we'll get you in the right direction. Even if you don't want to work with me, we might push you into the podcasting space and you can do that at nine, five podcast.com forward slash start. Nice. Ooh, is that it? That, yeah, that, that'll, that'll be it. Everything else you should be able to find everywhere else. I'm kind of managing from the nine, five podcast site. <laughs> Nick, I already said it. You're a badass too, man. Appreciate you again, dude. So, uh, dude, this, like I said, this is fun. I, I love these, this kind of conversational stuff. Like, hanging out man i love it all right everyone go find nick and all that good stuff we're out of here be good to yourselves and all that good stuff Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park